Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, January 18th. 2017. For the next hour, we're going to bring you the latest celebrity news on Lady Gaga, Jennifer Holliday, Anita Baker, Nicole Scherzinger, Chelsea Handler, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, Dr. Phil here. You know, I help people solve difficult problems every day, but one problem has me stumped, childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. Luckily, the Feeding America network of local food banks collects surplus food, giving hope to hungry children and their families. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Right now, nearly 30% of U.S. students aren't finishing high school. In many places, it's even higher than that. And fixing it is a responsibility that we all share. This is President Obama, and I urge everyone to take responsibility for encouraging the high school students in your communities, to support them, challenge them, and do whatever it takes to help them make it through. Do your part by going to BoostUp.org and giving a student the boost that's needed to make it to graduation. A message from the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, a little pop culture, and some celebrity interviews. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, we're currently on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash That's Entertainment Radio and uh, click on the like button. You're going to see like a, a logo with big red letters, the red carpet, and the Hollywood spotlights in front. You can also like us on Twitter. Just go to That's Entertain one that's t-h-a-t-s entertained in the number one you can also follow me on twitter at stiletto 14 stiletto like this shoe s-t-i-l-e-t-t-o in the number 14 and most importantly follow me on instagram just go to type in t jones gibbs t-j-o-n-e-s g-i-b-b-s right now the temperature in the ny currently is a partly sunny 40 degrees before I get started with the 
first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout out to everyone that's listening on the phone lines and in the chat room. Thank you again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And again, if you have a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call in number again is 347 637 2656 and press the number one. Before I get started with the first story, I just wanted to tell everybody uh, today we were supposed to do a interview with uh, Thomas Troutman. Thomas is a, a singer, a dancer, an actor, and he happens to be the nephew of Roger Troutman. Remember Roger Troutman from the 80s and uh, early 90s? He used to have the group Zap. Uh, unfortunately, Roger Troutman had passed away, but now his nephew is continuing to take on his name and to keep it alive as far as in the music industry. But unfortunately, um, the interview has been rescheduled for a later date, but I'll keep you posted when that date will be. Uh, how is everybody doing this eve- uh, this afternoon? Um, right now it's a little dreary here in the NYC. We just had some rain it's cleared now, but um, hopefully we'll get some sun this afternoon. Also, lots to talk about. As usual, as you know, we only have uh, two more days before President-elect Donald Trump is sworn in as the 45th president, and uh, people are not happy. People are boycotting. They're protesting. A lot of celebrities are getting involved the day after the inauguration. Uh, so it's, it's a big deal. Uh, also, I'm going to be talking about this week, uh, Lady Gaga. Everybody's talking about the Super Bowl performance. She's been uh, posting on in- Instagram and tweeting about how she you knows she's really excited. This was something she's been wanting to do her whole life. She even built a, a stage in the back of her uh, in the back of her house or in her backyard to practice and rehearse. But she wants to take this performance. She she wants to really do it up this year. She wants to be the first performer to really do it big. And by that, I mean she wants to come. She wants to do her performance on the rooftop of the Houston Stadium. That's right. She's thinking about uh, performing on top of the roof of the Houston NRG Stadium. I'll give you the latest. Also, we're talking about Donald Trump. Well, you know, Donald Trump has been getting a lot of uh, – um, there's been talks that he's not getting big acts for his inauguration. And one of the acts, uh, you know, because every, every time you hear somebody's getting ready to perform, they pull out. Well, here's the latest. Uh, Jennifer Holliday, who was scheduled to perform at the inauguration, she backed out also as well. But uh, for this time, um, if she had mentioned that, uh, you know, because of her, uh, uh, the LG the LGBT community had a problem with her performing, but it was not just them. She was on the talk the other day, and she told us the real reason why she just said, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'll tell you the latest about this. And uh, this broke my heart. One of the all-time greatest voices in R&B music next to Whitney Houston and and Beyonce, Anita Baker is retiring from music. Now, for all you guys know me, you know I'm a big Anita Baker fan. 
And Anita Baker has been a singer I enjoy listening to for a long time. And she hadn't put any new music in a while. I think the last thing she did was uh, she did that remake of a Tyrese song lately back in 2012. She did like a remake. And she was supposed to have a sing, uh, matter of fact, an album following after that. But it never surfaced. So she's like throwing her hands up and said, I'm done. And it's such a shame because she has one of the most recognized voices in the music industry. And she's thinking about just just throwing in the towel and uh, just enjoying life. I'll tell you the latest on that. Also, um, I don't know how true this is, but the... You know, the Black Eyed Peas, Will I Am, was was talking about getting the band, the Black Eyed Peas, back together. But uh, they're thinking about replacing Fergie. And you never guess what singer they're thinking about replacing Fergie with. Without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. All right. Well, last year, uh, Lady Gaga opened up the Super Bowl with an incredible performance of the national anthem while wearing her star-spangled Gucci platform, nevertheless. But this year, the singer is ready to take it up a notch for her halftime show. Now, according to reports, Gaga wants to make the show especially uh, spectacular by singing on top of the roof of the Houston NRG Stadium. It's actually the location for this year's game. Now, although her team is reportedly worried about the safety of the stunt, a source told Page Six that they're writing up multiple plans about how to safely get her on the roof. Now, organizers of the show are even considering airlifting Gaga into the stadium, though the insurance behind the elaborate entrance may be too steep. Another source added that Gaga really wanted to do the stunt live, but might have to consider pre-taping it for a commercial due to logistics. The singer is taking prep for the show very seriously and even built a dance floor, like I mentioned earlier, in her backyard for rehearsals. One thing is for sure, uh, whether performing on the roof or just firmly planted on the ground, Gaga will give us a truly epic show, no matter what. Now, some people were also saying that uh, they were going to either drill a hole or make a hole in top of this, on top of the stadium, but um, they don't have to do that because the uh, the NRG Stadium has a retractable roof, so it o- opens automatically. So that wouldn't be necessary. But she's really thinking about doing this. She wants to top, be the top. She want to. She really wants to take it up there. She wants to be one of those performers where once it's over, people will be talking about that performance for a long time. And Jennifer Holiday said it never dawned on her that she would receive so much backlash over her initial decision to perform at President-elect Donald Trump inauguration, appearing on yesterday's The View. Uh, the Dream Girls star opened up about going from a pretty reclusive life to receiving death threats. The singer dropped out of performing following the firestorm. Holiday explained that she wanted to do the inauguration because she said, quote, I'm an artist and I love America, but said her appearance had not even been confirmed when it was publicized. What followed was condemnation, she said, including racial slurs from some black social media postings, encouraging her to, get this, kill herself 
and an outcry from the LGBT community. She even pointed to a Daily Beast article titled, Jennifer Holliday Will Perform at Trump Inauguration, which is heartbreaking to gay fans, for helping change her mind. She said she saw the pain among many gays who had been a longtime supporter of hers and feared she was leaving the impression she was not sincere in her support of her fans. So she was saying it got real out here. And she said, you know, I'm an artist, I love America, but my safety come first. And she even said that, you know, this is not the first time she performed at uh, at an inauguration. She performed at the... Uh, uh, the, the George W. Bush inauguration, um, I think both junior and senior, and uh, I'm not sure if she performed at President Obama's inauguration. I think she did. I'm not sure. But this is not her fourth, first time. She's been doing this, like, this, I think this is going on like a fourth, fifth inauguration. But uh, she's saying that her life is much more precious. I don't blame her. Uh, is Anita Baker retiring from the music industry? Well, a series of cryptid tweets over the past week from the Grammy-winning songstress are leading fans to believe that Baker may be retiring by month's end. Baker's most recent release was the 2012 remake of Tyrese Gibson, Lately, which was supposed to serve as the first single from the forthcoming Only Forever album. Unfortunately, that project never came to uh to the surface, but uh, Baker received a Grammy for that song for Best Traditional R&B Performance in 2013. Now, on January 17, 2017, a broadcast of the Tom Joyner Morning Show, who we all know is the famous radio personality, philanthropist, he, Tom said that he spoke about how several years ago that Anita Baker let him hear some new finished song which had yet to be released. But, again, the album never came to surface. So Anita Baker is saying she's done. Now, for all you Anita Baker fans, that's not good because, you know, she uh, was one of these artists who, um, in the beginning of her recording career, had problems with the record label. And, you know, she had she had problems with getting out of her original contract. So she won that case, was able to move on, was able, I think she wasn't able to leave one of her, the, the original record label that she was on. She took them to court, won that case, was able to move on to another uh, record label and become a solo artist because I think she was with a group at first. And she's been, she's a Grammy, Grammy nominated, Grammy winning artist. Uh, we all know her favorite, uh, mo- her most successful album was uh, The Rapture, which came out in the summer of 1986. And uh, it's just a shame because, you know, she's one of the most recognizable voices in R&B and in music, period. So, I don't know, maybe if fans realize what's going on, maybe they can, you know, encourage her not to. And you know what? what's ironic about this story is that, you know, she, uh, Tyrese, speaking of Tyrese, he was thinking about retiring. He said that he wasn't going to do any more uh, recording. He was going to get out of the music business as well. But she, Anita Baker, encouraged him to stay. So hopefully Tyrese can return, try to talk her into not doing the same. 
Uh, right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. Uh, this year, matter of fact, in April, May, this will be our seventh year here on the network. So I'd like to thank everybody who's been tuning in from the very beginning, from day one. Thank you for the support and love and continue to listen in. Also, if this is your first time tuning in and you want to know more about the show and you want to know when we broadcast live, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I'm on the air. Also, if you can't catch the show live, you can always listen to the show through our archives. You can also catch the show, I post it on the Facebook page. You can also go to Stitcher.com, which is another website of over 70 plus radio shows and podcasts, and you will find That's Entertainment Online Radio on there as well. Just type in That's Entertainment Online Radio, and you can listen to the shows from there as well. Is Nicole Scherzinger replacing Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas? Well, a Brazilian website claimed that the Hawaiian-born singer has been chosen to replace Stacey Ferguson, a.k.a. Fergie, in the group. A so-called reliable source tells the site that the return of the Black Eyed Peas, which will be held in June, will feature Nicole as the female vocalist. Now, the site goes on claiming that Fergie is too busy with her highly anticipated album, Double Dutches, so that she has no time for her old band. Meanwhile, the former Pussycat Doll frontwoman hasn't gained much success with her solo venture, despite releasing some singles. A rep for both singers had yet to give any confirmation regarding the report. Nicole had met with the group members for several times. Back in September, she was spotted together with Fergie, Will I Am, and Taboo at the Metropolitan Studio in West London. Earlier this week, Nicole flew to London where there would be another recording session with Will and Taboo. Will has been vocal about the Black IP reunion in an interview with Roman Kemp of Capital Evening Show. He said there will be a Black Eyed Peas reunion. The Grammy Award-winning group announced that they were taking, hi- hi- uh, t- were taking a hiatus in July of 2011. They have released six studio albums, including their triple platinum album, Monkey Business, which was released on May 27, 2005. And Chelsea Handler thinks media played a major part in Donald Trump's election victory and the Kardashians were to blame for it. In a new interview with Variety, the comedian said that the media didn't treat Hillary Clinton fairly. The former Chelsea Lately host thinks the media treats Trump like they treat the Kardashians. And she was saying that they need to stop covering Trump so much. She says this is how the media had treated Trump differently. She also said that they were treating him as an entertainer first. It was a reality show. We turned in we tuned we turned into a reality show. She said she also blamed the Kardashian personally for the beginning of the end. And she also goes on to explain that that's why these people have blown up and, and they don't go away. Everyone is for sale, she said. We're looking at a man to get mad at at Vanity Fair for reviewing his restaurant poorly. And by the way, have you ever been to the restaurant? She said that his restaurant was the biggest piece of garbage that she ever walked into. So she blames the media. She also blamed this whole trend about all these reality shows for making Trump win, for giving him that platform to win the election. And 
again, the biggest reality stars that we all know of is the Kardashians. So, and now that the uh, the inauguration is approaching, Handler is asked if she would ever interview Trump. She bluntly said no. But Handler do think that Trump will provide a lot of material for her jokes because you know she's also a comedian as well. And the statutes of limitations have prevented a former contestant on The Apprentice from filing a sexual assault lawsuit against President-elect Donald Trump. So uh, Summer Zervos, with the help of her attorney, Gloria Outred, they she they had filed a, a well she, summer she had filed a defamation lawsuit against the show former host for branding her a liar over the allegation. The lawsuit comes just days before Trump presidential inauguration. Zervos, who appeared on season five of The Apprentice, claimed he kissed and groped her against her will at the Beverly Hill Hotel in 2007. And just before Election Day in November, Trump was hit with sexual assault accusation from a number of women, just as videos showing him boasting to access Hollywood Billy Bush about grabbing women's genitals was released. Zervos was one of the accusers at the time. Now, Trump responded to all of his accusers during a rally in Pennsylvania saying, quote, all of these liars will be sued after the election is over, unquote. But yesterday, Zervos appeared alongside Gloria Alred at a press conference to announce the defamation suit to be filed in New York. Alred is echoing the legal strategy by many of her clients in Bill Cosby's case by suing over comments that allegedly branded her a liar. And to win, Zervos would have to prove that Trump's statements were of and concerning her. And Jerry Seinfeld, uh, his uh, lead comedy web series, Comedian Cars Getting Coffee, well, it's moving from Sony's Crackle to Netflix. A brand-new 24-episode season is expected to debut later this year on the streaming giant, with additional episodes coming in 2018. The streamer also becomes home for the series' previous 59 episodes. And as part of Seinfeld's new deal with the streaming giant, the comedian will film two standout specials, one of which is set to be released this year. He will also develop scripted and non-scripted comedy programs for Netflix. Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee, which debuted on Crackle in 2012, has featured so many famous guest stars throughout its eight seasons. The guests include Alec Baldwin, Seth Meyers, Chris Rock, Tina Fey, Howard Stern, Sarah Jessica Parker, Jon Stewart, Kevin Hart, Amy Schumer, Jimmy Fallon, Steve Harvey, Jim Carrey, Stephen Colbert, Stephen Steve Martin, and even our president, Barack Obama. And Lamar Odom sat down with uh, Dr. Travis Stork in the Tuesday episode of The Doctors to discuss his recent rehab stunt. Uh, in addition to expressing desire to win back his ex, Khloe Kardashian, the former NBA star publicly thanked the reality TV star for taking care of him during his addiction. In an emotional interview, Lamar opened up about his battle with drugs and what he's looking forward to now that he's sober. He told Dr. Stork at one point during explaining how much Khloe meant to him that he wants her back. During his appearance on the show, Lamar also apologized to Chloe and his kids. Lamar and Chloe got married in September 2009 and split a few late years later. Their divorce was finalized last December. The same month, Lamar checked into rehab in San Diego to seek professional help for substance abuse and addiction. But rekindling his romance with Chloe is nearly impossible now because the 32-year-old beauty has completely moved on from him with Cleveland Cavaliers Tristan Thompson, 
whom she began dating uh, last August. And Hamilton's actor and creator, Lin-Manuel Miranda, is a huge fan of political drama series The West Wing, but he takes fanboying to another level by writing and releasing a rap song as a tribute to the series. Miranda released the song titled What's Next on Monday, January 16th. The song was a collaboration between Miranda and the West Wing Weekly Podcast. Miranda can be heard rapping through the song and mentioning famous characters from the drama series. The West Wing is a drama series created by Aaron Storkin, which ran from 1999 to 2006. The series was about the portrayal of many positions involved in the daily work of the federal government. This show was very successful as it won three Golden Globe Awards and 26 Emmys Awards, despite having payment problems to the actors. The payment problem caused star Rob Lowe to leave the series in its fourth season as he didn't get a salary increase. And Kim Kardashian and her stepsister Kylie Jenner and Kendall Jenner, they're going to be ready to make a cameo appearance in Ocean 8. The three reality TV stars were spotted filming this scene on Monday night, January 16, right here in New York City. Other than Kim and, Jenner, and the Jenner sisters, celebrities who reportedly will appear in the Met Gala scene include Katie Holmes and Adriana Lima, as they have been spotted on the movie set. And along with them, Met Gala annual host Anna Winter is also expected to appear in the scene. The movie plot is still kept under wrap. However, rumor has it that Bullock plays the sister of Danny Ocean, the master thief in the original Ocean Eleven movie, who was played by George Clooney. The all-female spinoff has a star-studded cast, which includes Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Rihanna, Anna Hathaway, Anne Hathaway. I'm sorry, Helena Bohan Carter, Mindy Kaling, Aquafina, and the recently confirmed James Corden. Directed by Gary Ross from The Hunger Games, the movie is set to hit U.S. theaters on June 8, 2018. Uh, right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Uh, coming up in the next half hour, I'm going to give you the latest on uh, speaking of the Jenners. Uh, there's rumor that uh, Caitlyn Jenner is planning on posing new this year. I'll give you the latest. And uh, Robin Thicke and Paula Patton, uh, they had to attend family therapy because of their six-year-old son, Julian. There was uh, one of the reasons why what might have caused the break of their marriage because Paula Patton alleged that Robin was abusing their son you know, by, you know, spanking him too harshly. Uh, and now that they, now she was claiming that their son was scared of Robin. So now they're in therapy. Also, Taylor Swift wants to declare a Beverly Hill, well, her Beverly Hill home, she wants to make it into a landmark. That's right. She wants to take her $25 million Beverly Hill home and make it into a landmark. Well, and also uh, Gwen Stefani and Farewell Williams, they're being sued for copyright infringement over a song that Stefani had made. 
And uh, it was the person that's suing them. It happens to be her hairdresser. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. We have 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Music Soul Child and Who Really Love You from his new album, Life on Earth. Before I went to the music break, I was telling you that uh, Caitlyn Jenner is planning to pose nude this year. That's right. The reality TV star was reportedly unhappy with the lack of media attention she received in 2016, and Jenner has vowed to change that by showing us parts of herself that no one wants to see. Jenner's show I Am Kate was canceled last year after only two seasons on E! I Am Kate was the second reality TV show featuring Jenner, who was a series regular on Keeping Up with the Kardashians when she lived as Bruce Jenner. Uh, Caitlin intends to use the new photo shoot as a boost for another television series. And Robin Thicke and Paula Patton had attended family therapy together with their six-year-old son, Julian, uh, taking one step further to resolve their ongoing custody battle. The blurred line hit baker and his ex-wife allegedly went to a therapist with their only child over the weekend. Another source revealed to the publication that the 39-year-old singer wants to keep Julian's best interest at heart. As previously reported, Robin was allegedly clear of child abuse allegations by Child Protection Service after Paula accused him of excessively spanking their child. The court also ruled that the Warcraft actress could not limit Robin's parental visit. And while people keep questioning about whether or not Daniel Craig will reprise his role as James Bond, there has been a lot of rumors about a possible replacement or possible replacements. Tom Hardy is among the top choices to replace Craig, who Craig, if Craig does not return. Uh, in addition, Hardy seemingly is interested in playing the British agent, especially if the movie is directed by Christopher Nolan. Hardy is currently filming the miniseries Taboo, which he writes with his father, Edward Hardy. The story is set in 19th century Britain, with Hardy playing a vengeful adventurer by the name of James Delaney, who is presumed dead and reappearing in London to avenge his father's death. Meanwhile, viewers are still discussing possible actors to play James Bond if Daniel Craig doesn't return. Tom Hiddleston, Idris Elba, Jamie Bell, Michael Fassbender, uh, and Aiden Turner are among names fans want to see as the iconic character. And DJ Khaled is uh, clearly up to something. Uh, Over the weekend, the producer teased his 4.7 million Instagram followers with some clips showing him with three superstars. Chance the Rapper, Justin Bieber, and Alicia Keys. They might be working on some new music for DJ Khaled's forthcoming album. Khaled is working on the follow-up to his ninth studio album, Major Key. He he uh, recently hit the studio with Nas and Travis Scott II. Uh, released last year, Major Key became DJ Khaled's first number one on the Billboard 200. The album, which received a Grammy nomination for Best Rap Album, featured guest appearance from Future, Big Sean, Rick Ross, Jay-Z, Drake, and Nicki Minaj, among the other notable hip-hop artists. And Dakota Fanning is set to star as the female lead on TNT's upcoming series, The Alienist. 
The network announced during a TCA press tour that the 22-year-old actress would join Luke Evans on the period thriller. Now, based on Khalid Carr's best-selling novel of the same name, the psychological thriller will begin the production early this year in Budapest. It chronicles a story of three investigators who are teaming up to solve a series of murder in the golden age of New York City in 1986. Fanning's last TV appearance was in the episode of Friends, Season 10. Her other TV credits include Justice League Unlimited, Family Guy, CSI Crime Scene Investigation, Ali McBeal, and ER. The Alienist is slated to premiere in late 2017 on TNT. And Taylor Swift, she wants her $25 million Beverly Hill home declared a landmark. The Shake It Off hitmaker has been working hard restoring the former family estate of the iconic Hollywood producer Samuel Gowen to its original 1934 condition. Now, according to the Mansion Global, Taylor has gotten a seal of approval by the Beverly Hills Cultural Heritage Commission and Actually, last Wednesday, five members of the organization voted enthusiastically in favor of the Blank Space singer's request to turn her new digs, which includes six bedrooms and five bathrooms, on the 11,000-square-foot property into a local landmark. Now, the Beverly Hills City Council will vote to finalize the historic uh, uh, des- uh, design- designation as a an upcoming uh like a, like it's still unscheduled. It's still like they haven't really ruled it yet. But Taylor Wynn with the Heritage Commission is considered a major first step. Now, while it was not disclosed how much Taylor is spending on the restoration of the Goldwyn House, the construction has been underway for over a year, and it's slowly but surely getting really serious between. Prince Harry and his actress girlfriend Meghan Markle as he finally introduced her to his royal family. Now, according to the Sun, the 32-year-old British royal had brought Meghan to Kensington Palace to meet the Duchess of Cambridge, Kate Middleton, for the first time. Now, Harry introduced his girlfriend to his sister-in-law on Tuesday, January 10. Kate traveled to London for the, the meeting just a day after celebrating her 35th birthday at her Norfolk home, Amner Hall. Uh, she was joined by 20-month-old Princess Charlotte, while son George had to stay due to his schooling. Prince William, who already met Meghan two months ago, was also in attendance. And Canadian rapper Drake had to reschedule some of his Boy Me World Tour dates. Drizzy had to move the date of his show in uh, Glasgow, London, and Amsterdam due to unforeseen production setbacks while working on incredible new features. The shows that are affected are two dates at Glasgow's SSE Hydro Arena on January 25th and 26th, which was now moved to March 22nd and 23rd, respectively. And meanwhile, the O2 show in London on January 28th had been has been rescheduled for March 20th. Now Drizzy has also pushed back his four. He had four performances at the Amsterdam Zigo Dome to late January and February. Also, the 30-year-old rapper brought his uh, rumored girlfriend, Jennifer Lopez, a $100,000 diamond necklace. Now, Drizzy and J-Lo have been rumored to be rumored dating for weeks now. Uh, the two fueled the speculation with a cuddly snap and a video of them kissing during a prom theme party. Hmm. And urban myths. 
the episode which had Elizabeth Taylor, Michael uh, Jackson, and Marlon Brando, it's canceled thanks to Michael Jackson family, and they were definitely happy with that. Michael's daughter, uh, Paris Jackson, took Twitter on January 13th to express her gratitude on the cancellation, which was announced by Sky Arts. Sky Art decided to pull the controversial episode of Urban Myth after Michael Jackson's family, Paris, Taj, TJ, and Marlon Jackson, had all spoken out against Joseph Fine's portrayal of the late star on the series. And it's officially over between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard as their messy divorce has now been finalized. TMZ was the first to report that a judge signed a complete final divorce agreement in a hearing in a Los Angeles court on Friday the 13th. Heard was previously trying to renegotiate the divorce settlement so that she could take the Pirate of the Caribbean Caribbean star disposition. disposition. However, uh, the judge, he allegedly declined uh, the request and said that enough was enough. Uh, And an insider uh, revealed that the judge also rejected Johnny's request for Amber to pay his attorney fees. Depp and her got married in February 2015. The Justice League actress filed her divorce last year in May following several accusations, including her claim that Depp had physically abused her. The Rum Diary co-star settled their divorce for $7 million in August. And Gwen Stefani and uh, Pharrell Williams, they are being sued for copyright infringement over Stefani's song, Spark the Fire, which was co-written by Williams in 2014. The Hollywood Reporter reported that Richard Morrell, who filed his suit in federal court in Colorado on Thursday, January 12th, is suing Stefani's company, Harajuku Lovers, and Interscope Records in addition to Stefani and Williams personally. Nearly two decades later, Morell discovered the infringement when his friends saw the singer performing the song on The Voice in 2014. Uh, Morell uh, claimed that the lyrics to this chorus are uh, substantially similar to his own. Now, this guy, Richard Morell, he used to be Gwen Stefani's hairstylist, hairdresser. And according to the lawsuit, he claimed that uh, while he was fixing her hair, he had uh, Gwen listen to the tape, and uh, she liked it. And uh, I guess I don't know. She, I think he he also gave her the tape, so that's where it it started from. Now, in the in the legal documents, he also claimed that the rhythm, the melody, and the background music in the chorus is almost identical to his own, and that the song are sung in the same key. He's also su- suing all the uh, defendants for direct and uh, contribute, uh, and and she, she, he's he's suing for defendants for direct and copyright infringement. William and Interscope for vicarious copyright infringement, and Stefani for civil theft. That's what it's saying here. Uh, TMZ report that Morell is seeking a portion of the $25 million Stefani allegedly made thanks to the song. I tell you, now this is how many times Pharrell has been sued for copyright infringement. You know, he had that issue with the, uh, the Marvin Gaye's family. He made Blur Lines with Robin Thicke. Uh, he had also had a, a issue with Will I Am from uh, Black Eyed Peas. I don't know. Pharrell just keep getting sued for uh, copying different songs. So, 
And a year has passed since Celine Dion's husband, Rene Agilil, died of throat cancer. On the one-year anniversary of his death, the 48-year-old diva took to Facebook to pay tribute to her late husband with a series of emotional videos, including a capella cover of Sia Furley's My Love. Now, Dion also shared a retrospective video filled with personal moments from um, her husband's life. Uh, it was set to an emotional song, and the footage featured photos from his childhood. Uh, it also it, There was also a video of him playing hockey, photos from precious moments with his family, his wedding to Dion, and intimate moments with loved ones. Angela, who was Dion's manager since she was 12, died at the age of 73 on January 14, 2016, in Henderson, Nevada. He married Dion in 1994, and they have three children. Uh, he remains her manager. He remained her manager until 2014, before he stepped down due to his battle with throat cancer. So sad. So sad. Uh, right now we have here uh, 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another. Another music break, and uh, I'll come back with the last remaining stories of the week, so stay tuned. Love ain't as black and white. Ain't that simple? It's hard to tell who's wrong or right. When it's dark with the way I barely see the light, should I stick it up? Are you worth this fight? Are we worth this fight? Cause I ain't no quitter, babe. And I've been down for these years, I thought you'd me, baby. I was there when no one wanted to stay with you, baby.
That was the latest from Mary J. Blige and Thick of It. Right now we have 10 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories for today, All Eyes on Me just was just picked up by a distributor, and now it has a release date. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the U.S. right to the Morgan Creek Entertainment biopic of Tupac Shakur was acquired by Liongate Summit Entertainment. The studio will release the film on June 16th. All Eyes on Me followed Pac rise to fame as a hip-hop artist, actor, poet, and activist, as well as his imprisonment and controversial time at Death Row Records. Benny Boom directed the film, which starred newcomer Demetrius Ship Jr. as Shakur. Daniel Guerrera, Kat Graham, Dominique Santana, Jamal Woodlard, Keith Robinson, Laurie, Lauren Cohen, and Hilp Harper also star. Shakur, uh, Tupac Shakur was killed in Las Vegas at the age of 25. He will be inducted in the Rock and Roll of Fame on April 7th. And Blackish creator Kenya Barrett is teaming up with the athlete turned producer Blake Griffin and Ryan Khalil for an update of the 1992 sports comedy White Man Can't Jump on the 20th Century Fox. Now, this is according to the Hollywood Reporter. Barris will pin the screenplay for the project, which fall under his overall film deal with Fox, signed in September 2016. The original film, written and directed by Ron Shelton, starred Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes as two street basketball hustlers who at first try to hustle each other, then team up for a bigger score. Rosie Perez played the longtime girlfriend of Harrison character who dream is to appear on Jeopardy. The title comes into play when Snipes' character makes fun of Harrison for his inability to dunk. In addition to Blackish, Barris Company is developing a remake of Shab for New Line. And Steve Harvey had issued an apology after joking that Asian men are not attractive. The Family Feud host mocked Asian men on his daytime talk show last week during a segment in which he poked fun at some self-help books, including one title, How to Date a White Woman, A Practical Guide for Asian Men. The comic tweeted an apology Tuesday saying, quote, I offer my humblest apology for offending anyone, particularly those in the Asian community, last week. It was not my intention, and the humor was not meant with any malice or disrespect whatsoever, unquote. Harvey apology comes after Asian-American lawmakers, including Representative Grace Ming from New York and New York Assembly member Ron Kim, they drafted a letter calling for Harvey's apology. They also asked the host to remove all forms of the segment. And cops have arrested a second man in connection with the fatal May 25th shooting at my, my at the Manhattan Irving Place that took place just before T.I. was to perform. Authorities said that 31-year-old Daryl Campbell of Brooklyn was arrested on Monday, January 16th, on a charge of criminal possession of a weapon. Ronald McFadder, a bodyguard, or, uh, a bodyguard of rapper Troy Ave, was killed in the exchange of gunfire. Three other people, including Troy Ave, whose real name is Roland Collins, were wounded. Collins was also charged in the case and was freed on $500,000 bail after pleading not guilty to an attempt murder charge. Then, while sitting in his car on December 25th at the Brooklyn intersection, Collins was shot in the arm and a bullet grazed his head. 
Leslie Jones, Al Roker, Simone Biles, Jesse Williams, Beyonce, and Barack Obama are among the nominees for the ninth annual Shorty Awards, highlighting the best content across social media, including Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, Instagram, Vine, and Periscope. Ryan Reynolds, Kristen Bell, Ariana Grande, Leonardo DiCaprio, Ashley Graham, Shailene Woodley, Kate McKinnon, and Azzy Azari are also among the year's nominees. Additionally, the TV show with noteworthy social content for the year include uh, Broad City, Gilmore Girls, Narcos, Orange is the New Black, Stranger Things, Westworld, and Mr. Robot, among others. DiCaprio, Graham Williams, and Willie are included in the activism category, and Beyonce, McKinnon, and President Obama are the subject of some of the, the gifs of the year's nominees. This year award also includes new categories like Muster of the Year, referring to the musically influencers, breakout YouTubers, Vloggers of the Year, House and Home, and Twitch Streamer of the Year. Founded and produced by Soul Horse Media, the Shorty Award will be held in April in New York City and will be available via live stream at shortyawards.com. Finalists in each category recognize content for sports, journalism, fashion, human, and more are determined by ranking from the Real-Time Academy as well as votes from fans via social media. Users can also vote once per day per influencer on the Shorty Awards website and share their vote on Twitter and Facebook through the site for an additional vote per social network per day per influencer until voting closes on February 16th. And if you want to know more about it, just go to rtacademy.org. And Golden Globe nominee Octavia Spencer provided a free screening last Friday of her critical acclaimed film, Hitting Figures for Low-Income Los Angeles Families. The actress brought out the APM, she bought out the APM screening at a Baldwin Hill movie theater for the Martin Luther King Day weekend. She announced the screening and invited families and single parents in an Instagram post on the day of the event. Spencer stars uh, alongside Taraji P. Henson and Janelle Monet in the film about the African-American women behind Nassau's first successful space mission. Hidden Figures had earned, earned nearly $30 million at the domestic box office, and it was nominated for two Golden Globes, including for Spencer's performance, and it's also been the number one movie for three weeks in a row. And Wayne Brady will star in the Chicago production of the hit Broadway musical Hamilton for a limited time. The actor and singer is set to take on the role of Aaron Burr after star Joshua Henry bowed out to join the show national tour. Hamilton introduced Chicago performances to the city's private bank theater back in September. And according to the Chicago Tribune, Brady's appearance will be short from January 17th through April 9th. And Brady is best known for his improv show, Who Line Is It Anyway?, in addition to hosting the game show Let's Make a Deal. Uh, the Huff Post also noted that it was a deal where he proclaimed his love, love for Hamilton. The musical won't be in its first theatrical musical uh, from 2015 to 2016. Brady starred in the Broadway Kinky Booth as Simon and Lola. And also, additionally, uh, Hamilton also has had added former Saturday Night Live player Tyrum Killam to the cast. He will play King George III starting, uh, as a matter of fact, he already started already. Uh, Brand, uh, Brady, he's joined uh, the remaining Chicago principals, including Miguel Cervantes as Alexander Hamilton and Ari Afsar as Eliza 
Hamilton and Karen Olivo as Angelica Schuler. And Jamie Foxx is set to host a new interactive game show on Fox called Beat Shazam. The network announced Wednesday at the Television Critics Association press tour. Uh, Mark Burnett will produce the new series, which is built around the popular song Identifying Apps Shazam. The show will consist of two teams of two that will race against the clock and compete against each other as they attempt to identify the biggest hit songs of all time. And in the end, the team with the highest score will go against Shazam for the chance to win a cash prize. Now, Fox will present a choice of two music categories ranging from 80s favorites to Beyonce hits. Teams will hear a song and try to identify its correct title before all the other teams. The network has given the show a straight-to-series order and has scheduled it to premiere in uh, the summer. And the Women March on Washington announced actress Abera Ferreira, along with a growing list of celebrities who have joined the March Artist Table. More than 100,000 are expected to attend the march, which will take place in Washington, D.C. on January 21st. Celebrities who have joined include Uza Abduba, Christella Alonzo, Patricia Arquette, Chelsea Handler, Scar- Scarlett Johansson, Deborah Messing, Julianne Moore, Katy Perry, Amy Schumer, Olivia Wilde, and Zendaya. There are also 150-plus independently organized solidarity marches that are, brief, be, or that are being planned in all 50 states and in 20 countries around the world. Chelsea Hanna will helm a march down Main Street in Park City, Utah, following a, riot, uh, a rally. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week, and make sure you stay safe. Also, uh, just a small reminder, make sure you tune in on Saturday, February the 11th, where you uh, it's the only time when I do a music show. It's my annual Valentine's Day show where I play some of my favorite R&B uh, artists uh, with to celebrate Love's Holiday, so make sure you tune in. Have a great week, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Make sure you take care.